Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black. First of all, before I jump into today's episode, I'd just like to apologize. I know I haven't had an episode out in the past couple weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, I was just insanely sick. Uh, I could hardly get out of bed, and when I could, my voice was just not to the quality I was hoping it would be to record, but that's water under the bridge. And then last week, we had our Tulare County Fair, and I was just super busy with that. I was hoping to live stream that and kind of get you guys a good look at how our fair looks, but I just didn't end up happening. I was trying to manage going to school and going to fair and working with my animal and trying to get all that worked out, so it just kind of didn't work out in the way I was hoping it would, but that's all right. And speaking of fair, that leads me to today's topic for this episode. But before I begin that, I'd also like to give a a couple announcements. Uh, First of all, I think I talked about it before, but my friend Hunter Seymour and I, he's been on this show before, he's a good friend of mine, um, we're going to start a second podcast. And we haven't really decided on a name yet, we haven't really decided on a logo or a schedule or anything like that. We're thinking it's just going to kind of be whenever we want to do it. Um, We're going to live stream all the episodes, and it's going to be mostly about just American culture. Um, Not so much conservative politics like a lot of my friends think it's going to be. It's mostly just American culture overall, country music, I mean agriculture, uh, where we started as a nation and where we are now and comparing American politics uh, with other countries and um, just a lot of political issues like the whole Nike ad issue is one we're going to want to uh, tackle pretty soon. Um, So yeah, make sure you guys look out for that. I'll be posting about it um, pretty much as soon as we have all the information ready for and Hunter and I are able to actually record. So that's something to look forward to, but that's going to be hopefully within the next week or two. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep you guys up to date. So getting into today's topic for this episode, it's uh, going to be about county fairs. I figured it'd be kind of fitting to do considering we just came back from our county fair. I was going to try to have this episode out the week before fair. That way we have the episode for fair. Then I have a live stream of fair. But like I said, it just didn't work out that way. So I just already had the script typed up for this one. I'm just going to go into it and we're going to show you county fairs because this is a really interesting topic. It's one I think you guys will like and it's one that I think is is a pretty good one. So um, starting with the history of county fairs, fairs actually started as a celebration of agriculture. And what's kind of funny about that is typically when you think of a fair, I mean, sure, you think about the animals and you think about the exhibits and you think about the, you know, maybe if you go to Tulare County Fair, you think about the butter cow. But most of the time, people think of rides, they think of bands, they think of performances. They don't really think of ag when they think of fairs. But yeah, ag- fairs started as agricultural celebrations. They were ag fairs, agricultural fairs. And the term agricultural fair is actually based in Latin as most things are and the word agricola is latin for farmer and the word latin word for fair is feria which means free day or holy day i know i probably didn't pronounce those with the proper accents but forget me i'm white so if you think about it agricola combined with feria it's farmer's free day or farmer's holiday and so a fair was meant to be as kind of a uh, you know a way for farmers to kind of take a day off and just go and you know celebrate the product of their toil and just kind of be able to see all the different products that the different farmers from the area from the community are growing and their different methods of doing so and so it kind of just started as just this big celebration of agriculture and religion and is very centered around those two things it's just people's uh, beliefs and, and their practices and their daily uh, tasks with their agricultural production and so over time uh, fairs kind of escalated from this center of agriculture to uh, more of a focus on education, entertainment, competition. Um, 
it just kind of really kind of they, they took advantage of the agricultural center here and used it to teach kids about um, just all things agriculture and they use it for entertainment purposes because I mean now we have competitions and shows and we have concerts we have rides and just you know it started to kind of grow as as more of, of a community thing rather than just a farmer thing which I mean way back in the day the farmer thing was the community thing because everyone in the community was all farmers but things have definitely changed since then um, the first agricultural fair to actually ever be held in North America was in Windsor, Nova Scotia in 1765. And that fair actually still holds up today. Well, not today, but whenever it actually holds up. It still, it still continues to this day, to this year. Um, if you went to Nova Scotia, if you went to Windsor, you would still be able to go to that fair whenever it's going. And I think that's awesome. I would love to go to that fair just to see how different it is than our fairs here because it's in a different area and it's just, you know, it's such an old fair. I'd like to see how much of it they still retain and how much of it they've changed. And I think it'd be just a really cool experience to check out. So and as opposed to that, the first American fair was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts in 1807. It was founded by a guy named Franklin Watson, and this became known as the Berkshire County Fair. So this was the first ever county fair the fair that we're all familiar with so you could probably still go to the berkshire county fair um in massachusetts and i'd be willing to bet that a lot of it's pretty similar to how it started but maybe not maybe they changed it a lot um so it kind of yeah the first ever county fair was in massachusetts in pittsfield massachusetts and from there they kind of just started escalating a little bit more that was in 1807 in 1841 new york organized the first ever state fair in syracuse and so you have the first ever state fair founded by New York, but very quickly, pretty much almost all the other states kind of joined in. They were like, hey, that sounds like a good idea. We're going to do that too. So now 47 out of 50 of the states have state fairs. And the only states that don't have state fairs are Connecticut, Rhode Island, and ironically, Massachusetts. So the same place that had the first ever county fair also does not have a state fair. I'd be willing to bet it's just because those states are pretty small. I mean, if you have those three states, which are three of the smallest states in the entire country, they're probably just, you know, they could probably walk, you know, well, maybe not walk, but drive a couple hours out into another state and go to their county fair or their state fair. But, yeah, no, I'd be willing to bet that that's why they don't have state fair, just because they're not big enough to have a full state fair, because their county fair is probably about the same size as their state fair would be, just because they're so small. But... Yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy to think that almost all the states have state fairs, and it started out as, like, this very, very small localized thing in, in New England. And so now over 3,200 agricultural fairs are held across the United States every single year. And it's just kind of crazy to think about, because 3,200s, I mean, if you think about it, how many counties there are in the United States, I don't, I don't have that number on me, but I'd be willing to bet that a majority of counties have fairs in the United States just because county fairs are a big celebration people love county fairs and we'll kind of get into that a little bit more later too um but first we're going to kind of talk about the purpose of county fairs kind of why they were started and, and what they really uh were meant to do as comparison to what they do now so as we kind of said earlier county fairs were meant to be a celebration of agriculture mostly religiously based and you know they had like their services and stuff and even today it's still a thing at, at artillery county fair on sunday they have a church service or um I don't know exactly. The, they call it the blessing, I think, is what they call it at Artillery County Fair on Sunday. And so it's like they, there's still that religious basis there. And so it's kind of cool to see that they kind of retain that, 
that part of the culture with it. But now instead of just celebrating agriculture, uh, fairs are more used as like a tool of education, entertainment, and just kind of, you know, just they're fun. Um, way back in the 19th century, a lot of colleges and universities were starting schools specifically for agriculture. And that's something we're going to talk about in another episode, uh, hopefully soon, because I love the history of agricultural education. It's so interesting to me. But we're going to talk about that in another episode. But as these uh, colleges and universities started these ag schools, they needed somewhere to kind of take their students to teach them about agriculture besides just out in the fields. And so these fairs were kind of a good opportunity for these students to really learn about agriculture and all the new sciences that were being discovered um, because fairs were kind of the place that all the farmers went to show off their new fancy stuff. They showed off new technology that was being invented. They showed off new uh, methods of agriculture that they were trying. They showed off all kinds of new things that people hadn't really tried yet because they wanted to show that they were the best farmer around. They were exhibiting their um, new methods and new uh, studies of, of growing food. And so these schools kind of took advantage of that. And so they learned and they kind of made their own projects based off of that. And they brought their projects to the fair. And they kind of became this big cycle of making each other better until agriculture just started you know, skyrocketing in its progression. And I think that's kind of the positive byproduct of, of all this, uh, you know, just fair uh, exhibits and stuff. You could kind of look at other people's projects and make your own project based off of that, and then other people can look at your projects and make their own project based off of that, and then it grows in this big cycle, and all it does is make agriculture better. It, it definitely can't make it any worse. But not long after these schools kind of started taking fair as an educational tool, a lot of the youth groups kind of started doing the same thing. So Grange, 4-H, Future Farmers of America, or FFA, um, they started disseminating the latest information on husbandry and careers in agriculture, and they were learning about the, mo- the fundamentals of agriculture in ways that they could never learn about it before. I mean, if you look at pretty much every fair today, there's some kind of show or there's some kind of uh, exhibition, some kind of competition that 4-H and FFA members can participate in. And the entire purpose of it, I mean, yeah, you can make money, but the entire purpose of it really is to teach these kids about agriculture on a very, very, very basic level. They're not growing a you know, 2,000-acre field. They're raising one steer. They're raising one pig. They're raising one sheep. They don't have a herd of 200 head. They have a herd of two. And, you know, it kind of just gives them a very small scale look at how agriculture is supposed to work and how the market is supposed to look. And because the community is pretty cool, a lot of the time at county fairs, whenever they're doing the livestock sales, um, the community will kind of pitch in a lot more money than the market value in order to help the kids actually make some money on their projects. But it gives the kids a look at how an average market sale should go for their product as well. And so it's kind of just a, a cool opportunity for young kids and young students to kind of um, get hands-on experience in the agriculture industry. And that was the original purpose of fairs in the first place is to teach people about agriculture. Uh, so it's kind of cool just to see how that's that aspect of it still exists, but it's evolved to a degree as well. Because now, I mean, you're still learning about agriculture, but if you're competing at fair, odds are you already know a decent amount about agriculture. I mean, I know I didn't. I know there's a lot of kids that didn't. They just show an animal just because they want to show an animal, and they end up learning stuff along the way. But there are a lot of kids that show animals because their parents own ranches or dairies or um, some kind of agricultural practice, and so they already know a decent amount. And that's fine, but it still teaches them the responsibility. It still teaches them hard work, and it still teaches them how to market themselves and their product. And I think that's also a very useful tool. And today, I mean, the competition aspect of it has gotten insanely large i mean we have livestock shows with kids buying 
extremely expensive animals and traveling all over the country some uh, sometimes you know in other places just to just to show off these animals just to exhibit these animals not even really to learn about the processes of them and whether or not it's a good thing is a whole another topic but fairs kind of encourage this the the county fairs are the the final for most of the time is the final drive for most of these kids and their projects they take them to the county fairs to sell them off and you know say goodbye to their animal and get going on to the next one and so it's kind of a unique opportunity for most students but this competition I think is a good thing because it also encourages students to work harder with their animals and learn more about them in order to actually be able to do well and it's not just animals I mean there's other projects you can do you have crop science projects you have agri-science uh, projects you have all kinds of different projects I mean um, in Atchelary Fair we have an ag mechanics uh, competition where we have kids uh, we have ag, ag, ag mechanics students that um, work on projects they can create you know barbecues or trailers or um, other equipment and they can submit it into the fair as a project and they can have it judged and evaluated and see who created the best project a good friend of mine actually the younger brother to our co-host Abby Prinz Ari ended up winning one of these contests and um it's kind of cool that it gives not just the the animal kids or not just the crop kids or you know not just the typical ag kids an opportunity to win it gives kids of all different career choices and all different paths of life an opportunity to really excel there's a photography contest for mostly 4-h but i think fa students can do it as well there's art contests there's you know uh, all kinds of different stuff some fairs have like jam and jelly contests and handcrafts baked goods i mean they have so much to do it fair that you can compete for in order to prove that you know what you're doing and that you're working hard and that you're trying to learn. And that's kind of the big picture of all of it. I mean, yeah, you're in there for the ribbon and the plaque, but you're also in there to, to learn and to try to be the best there is because you're trying to mimic agriculture as a whole and, and the agricultural industry as a whole. You're trying to be the best. And so I think that a lot of people kind of get away from that whenever they're um, talking about fair, they talk about how dangerous the competition is. I think the competition is a good thing. It's mini capitalism as best. So, but that's a whole other issue. We're kind of just you know trailing off a little bit here. But that's the, the general purpose of fair now is just education. <clears throat> education is you know teaching kids about what they're doing and why they're doing it, as opposed to the original purpose of the fair, just go over and, and look at other people's crops and look at other people's animals and seeing how they're doing. And celebration of ag is definitely by no means a bad thing. It's just I think that where fair is at now, as opposed to where fair was at back when it got started in the 19th century, is a very, very big jump and positive, and very much a positive jump in my opinion. But fair is little more than just education these days. A lot of it is entertainment as well. Um, a lot of fairs have musical entertainment. They might have a live band, most of them being country bands, depending on where you're at. Um, I know at our county fair this last week, we had Clay Walker there. Um, fairs have all kinds of different people uh they have you know radio stations will go out there and and they'll go to the fair you have news stations out there you have um just circus performers comedians um you know magicians they have all kinds of crazy people out there trying to keep you guys entertained trying to keep you guys wanting to come back for more they have giant rides like you see at disneyland just not as cool as at disneyland um you know giant ferris wheels and they have giant roller coasters and zero gravity machines and it's crazy they have so much at fair and not to mention the food i mean there's so much to keep you entertained at fair but it also depends on, on which fair you're going to i mean all across the country there are different fairs some are huge some are really small some uh, there some states have a lot of fairs some states don't have very many fairs it all just kind of depends 
but no matter where you go fair is something that a lot of people enjoy but every fair is also unique i mean just talking from the showing aspect there are some fairs that allow you to show animals that other fairs can't i mean for example alaska you can show reindeer in alaska that is one of the coolest things i've ever heard of in my life i would love to show a reindeer i like i was talking to a friend of mine i guess you'd call him a friend a guy i met from alaska when we went to national convention in indiana last year and he shows reindeers i thought that was the coolest thing ever which he, maybe he's just messing with me but i'm pretty sure he was serious and so we always used to joke around with him saying that he showed penguins instead of chickens because we show chickens here but i don't think that's a thing i think they do show reindeers though um some states lie or some states some fairs allow you to show turkeys while others don't i mean Tulare just started showing turkeys not too long ago um there are some uh, fairs that allow you to show llamas and others don't. Our fair doesn't allow you to show llamas, but I've been to fairs where you can show llamas. I mean, every fair is unique and different in their own way, and I think that's why it's so special to people that they take a lot of pride in their own fairs, their own homes, because their fair is special to them for whatever reason it may be that other fairs can't give them. And that kind of transitions into the third point I kind of wanted to get into here, and that's the, really the culture of, of county fairs. I mean, when you think county fair, you get excited most of the time. Everyone knows what a county fair is. Everyone gets excited about county fairs, and pretty much for good reason. I mean, as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode, county fairs were meant to be like holidays. I mean, people like to get off work. People like to get off uh, out of school, and they go to these fairs, and they get to have fun with their kids or their friends. You know, fair was just a good time for everyone to be able to relax and just, you know, take a load off of their busy schedule and hard life at the time and fair was just kind of a good way to um just you know enjoy some some good time with your community um some fairs are longer than others some fairs only last a few days like ours some fairs last two weeks i mean ours used to last two weeks and the, you know you have some schools that let kids off for only opening day the day that fairs uh you know the, the day the gates open at fair and that's called fair day and it really should be a holiday but some schools say it isn't but whatever um fair day is such a big deal everyone looks fair forward to fair day because they get off school and they get to go watch the parades and they get to go uh, ride the rides and they get to go eat the food and it's just it's such a cool thing and some schools even let this let the kids off for the full week of fair if their fair is a week long it just depends on where you go but i think the reason everyone loves fair so much is just there's such a nostalgia with fair like when you think fair, you already have pictures of things in your mind. Fair is so iconic. It has so many memories. I mean, you have funnel cake, you have churros, you have rides. I mean, you go on roller coasters, slides, or maybe when you were a kid, you were on the carousel a lot, or the fun house, or the mirrors, and, you know, everything is so much fun, and they have, like, the livestock sales, and you can go see the animals, and the, I mean, I know at Tulare County Fair, we have a sculpture of a cow and a farmer, and it's called Buttercup the Butter Cow, and it is the coolest thing. I love seeing the butter cow. Everyone loves seeing the butter cow. At our fair, they have all kinds of museums and exhibits at our fair. Um, when you're a teenager, you could you know go on a date at the fair. Fairs are great places for dates. I wouldn't know. I've never gone on a date at the fair, but I've been told. Um, you know, fair just has such iconic memories and such nostalgia to it that everyone loves going to the fair. I know this year while I was walking around, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like three or four years younger than me, and we were looking at their they have this exhibit at the fair i guess you call it an exhibit and these firefighters teach kids how to um basically what their job entails they talk about firefighting and preventing forest fires it's a smoky the bear 
um, exhibit thing, and then they cut off a piece of wood and they brand it with a smoky face and they give it to you. And that was the coolest thing as a kid. Every year I went to the fair, I got myself a piece of wood with Smokey's face on it. And that was like such an exciting uh, experience. And every year I looked forward to that at fair because my kid, my uh, siblings were always showing, and so I would always go, to, uh, you know, ride the rides and I go hang out with my friends and I come back and check on their cows and I come back and I would get my little piece of wood. And my mom would always take me over to go see that that Smokey the Bear exhibit, and it was always so exciting. And I haven't been back since I was probably I don't know ten years old. I might have been a little older than that. Maybe I was like twelve, but I was little, and. I went back for the first time this fair. I didn't actually go get a piece of wood, but I went over and checked it out with a friend of mine. He was three or four years younger than me, and he was talking about how when he was a kid, he loved going there every year, and he loved getting that piece of wood every year. And I was like, huh, he had the same child that I did just four years later. And it's kind of just crazy because, like, we had that same experience, and we both felt the same nostalgia for that, you know, just that memory of being to go there every year and getting that piece of wood and how exciting that was. And so nostalgia is just something that people – hold dear to their hearts and fair is just something that people always love and always cherish their time at because that's where a lot of people spend their childhood if they grew up around a fairgrounds and people will travel pretty far to go to fairs if they really want to go i mean i know people that go across the state across the country even go to some fairs just because the fair is so cool so i think that that's why fairs should be considered a holiday um for each county, I mean, don't have a national fair day because that doesn't work because all fairs are different times of the year. But like for each county, they should have some kind of fair holiday where it's like, oh, it's fair day. You know, you get certain people get days off of work or certain people get, um, you know, days off of, days off of school. And they already kind of do that, but it should be a little bit more celebrated than I think it actually is. I think that we kind of need to get back to the roots of fair. Talk about the importance of fair and the history that our country has with with county fairs and really why we started fair in the first place. It's a celebration of agriculture, a celebration of, ed of education. It's an entertainment center. It's a place where the community can kind of come together and be one for once and not fight each other. It's just, it's such a great way to unite people. Just the county fair is amazing. And so I think that it's important that we look to the future in terms of where our fair could go but it's also important that we don't forget why we have fairs in the first place and we don't forget those key values that fairs should reflect agriculture maybe religion i think that religion is is a good one to keep around i'm glad we keep it around but i can understand if it's a little bit of a touchy subject touchy subject to keep religion in there especially as the world is changing um but i think that's very very important that we don't forget the values that we all learned as kids through going to fairs. I mean, I think that county fairs are kind of a reflection as of our origins as a country and as, as our origins as, as a society and as our origins as, as agriculturalists and agricultural supporters. And maybe that's something we'll talk about on the podcast with Hunter um, pretty soon too. But I, I just think that county fairs have a very unique um, significance to them that we often overlook. So that being said, I think that's going to be it for today's episode. We're going to start wrapping things up here. Um, I just kind of wanted to attack this topic before it got too late and it wasn't fair time anymore. I know that over the next couple weeks I'm going to be um, a little bit busy because we're going to be moving in to a new house, but I'm going to be trying to get episodes out as, as much as possible. I'm also trying to make some make some phone calls so I can start um, getting some interviews lined out because I'd like to bring some more people on here. That way you don't have to listen to my annoying voice all the time. But I'm hoping to have that all worked out fairly soon. So bear with me. It's a little tough to get it all worked out, but we're, we're making it all work. We're having some technical issues. We're, we're having some 
just general life issues. We got school, we've got fair just ended, I've got to figure out something to do with my heifer, we're moving houses, we're getting it all worked out. So just be patient. I promise we'll have everything back on track, hopefully within the next week or two, and it's all going to be good. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all your support and all your patience and sticking with us for all this time. And uh, if you're still listening and you're awesome and I appreciate you, make sure you tune in next week. And yeah, I think that's it. So don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer.